We need to go to the bullpen. Welcome baseball fans around the world to a World Series special edition of the Highland Bullpen Baseball Podcast. We are just hours away from the first pitch of the 2021 World Series, which will be thrown at the Houston Astros home Minute Maid Park. Either the Texas team or the Atlanta Braves will be crowned the kings of baseball. I'm your host, Richard, and together with my fellow bullpen bros, Alan, Yorkshire Dave and Dave Jr., we'll be running the rule over the two teams who are competing in the Fall Classic. We'll also discuss the news that my own personal baseball hero, Ken Griffey Jr. of the Mariners, has been appointed as part of the ownership group at the franchise, and we'll talk about what that will mean for the future of Seattle. But we have to start with the World Series, and Yorkshire Dave had a couple of swings of the bat gone the other way. It could have been your own Boston Red Sox competing uh, to add another World Series to their illustrious history. But the Astros just turned up, turned up the heat and ultimately claimed their place deservedly. But for you, Yorkshire Dave, a season to be proud of for the Red Sox nonetheless. I think so, and uh, I'll, I'll quote... Uh... Ian, Ian Brown of the MLB, you know, he's uh, the main writer for MLB for the Red Sox. And he just said it's been a wild ride right from day one, you know, the whole season, which I'm not going through the whole season, but just getting there, you know, after 162 games, they were exactly equal record with the Yankees and had to play that one-off game at Fenway, the wild card game to get through to the Divisional series and then, you know, against Tampa Bay, 100, 100 game uh, winners, Tampa Bay, fantastic team. And uh, went a game down, came came back to uh, to win it 3-1 with two, finishing off with two walk-off victories. It was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, and the Fenway faithful, well, what a noise, especially the Yankees game and the walk-off games. And then... Up against the Houston Astros. Now, the Houston Astros are really, you know, they've been there and done it. Um, this will be their third World Series, is it, in the last four years, certainly in the last five World Series. Been six out of the last seven postseasons. So that was always going to be tough. And they lost the first game again, came back, and then took, um, took the series into the lead 2 1. And um, actually, you know, the starting pitching for the Astros was looking a little bit, um, well, you know, non-existent really. And then the last three games, and this is where, you know, the the, the Boston bats have been getting them out of trouble the whole time. Not to say that the pitching's not being good. Um, Ivaldi's been uh, great all, all season. Um, but the last three games, um, certainly the last two games, Garcia and Valdez, the starting pitchers, for Houston were incredible. And in the last game, Garcia was on a no-hitter going through almost six innings. Valdez went eight innings in, in game five. And they outscored. Um, I mean, the Astros, I think, are pretty much the top scorers, weren't they? You know, there's probably only only the um, Dodgers and the Giants who, who, who were anywhere near them. They might even be the top scorers. Um 
they and they kept in those last three AL Championship Series games, Boston down to not just three runs over three games, ten hits only. I mean, that's incredible when you consider just how devastating the Boston lineup can be. So, um, yeah, it's uh, you get so close and we two one up and back at Boston. You know, if they could have swept that three game series, Boston would be in the final. But I've got, you know, honestly, I've got no complaints. And uh, I know there's, you know, I listen to a few podcasts and uh, Boston fans can be, you know, pretty unforgiving. <laughs> Uh, certainly, uh, you know, there's there's a few in that camp, but me, uh, you know, I'm happy. I think we've had um, a, a real wild ride and a good, a good one. So uh, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to to the, to the World Series. I quite I like the um, I like the Astros, and uh, of course we've got our friend Rob Fontanot, who's uh, um, who runs the the Astros podcast. And, um, you know, he's, uh, I'm hoping he's getting some tickets to the games. <laughs> well, that would be great. And yeah, we have got that soft spot for the Astros as well. I'm a bit torn because I grew up, my first kind of experience of baseball wasn't even watching it. Here's one that's going to show my age to everyone. I used to listen on the radio, on the medium wave radio. I think it was frequency 873 was the closest I could get to the Armed Forces Radio and Television Network Radio, which was available in Scotland, particularly in the west of Scotland, in a relatively small area, because there were a lot of American service personnel stationed close to Glasgow, uh, stationed at the Holy Lock. There's a lot of American service personnel. So this was obviously provided to help them keep in touch. But I presume the transmitter was closer to to the the base than, than to me. So I could only hear bits and pieces of it. It'd be like a wave, the noise would come up and down. And it would sound a bit like, you know, a crowd roaring. It wasn't, it was just a radio wave going up and down. But at a crucial moment, I would hear something and not know whether that is the crowd roaring or whether it's just a kind of frequency shifting. But that was that great Atlanta team of the kind of the, the mid to late 90s, you know, under Bobby Cox and stuff like that. And he had some fantastic hitting, fantastic pitching, just a really fantastic all-round ball club in that era. Uh, you know, the guys like, you know, Smokes and Maddox and Glavin on the mound, they had such a great pitching rotation. They did, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chipper Jones, um, was, was Jones, Andrew Jones, I mean, Andrew, Chipper Jones was a great, um, a great player, great character. Bobby Cox, has he, has he not got the record for the most uh, ejections of a manager in the history of the game? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I like a bit of that passion, I must admit. And there's some there's some classic clips of Bobby Cox having some <laughs> spirited discussions with some of the, the officials on the field. Uh, but tell you, it certainly helped make them winners. And that was a because they actually started that decade, the Braves, as a terrible team. I think they were, if they weren't the worst team in baseball in 1990, they were very, very yeah. close. I think they were the worst. There was that day because they got to. I was reading up a little bit about this the other day, and uh, '91, they got to. I think they might have got to uh, the World Series final, and it was billed as the worst of first run. So that fits in with what you're saying. I think they'd had a previously had a, a, a poor season, but uh, um, yeah, the the, the '90s, it, it was their bad luck, really. That. Um, you know, they did win it in 95, didn't they? But 
I think they lost a couple in the late 90s to the Yankees, didn't they? They won it three or four times uh, at the end of that, that decade, didn't they? Joe Torres, um, you know, probably the last really great Yankees team, um, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, the Braves, I don't think it's going to be a great series, you know, because that history is going to come back. You've got some uh, some good connections there. You've got Freddie Freeman, I really like, who's, you know, 10, 11 years of Brave, and that's his one club guy. Um, the, the manager, Rick Snitker, I think his son is the hitting coach on the uh, on the Astros uh, team. So, and they, they used to be, um, didn't, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to probably get this wrong. I sort of read so much about it. There's that much going on. You can't, you can't always take it all in. But, um, of course, you know, the World Series is between the National League and the American League. But weren't they both in the, the same league? Weren't Houston Astros originally and for a long time um, a National League team? And, uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the Atlanta Braves... Um, in the 60s moved where, you know, they're a long-standing franchise. Started off in Boston, didn't they? I think uh, Milwaukee, Braves, famously. And then, you know, as part of the sort of move south and west, they uh, moved to um, uh, moved to Atlanta. So I think they played in the same division for a while. So there's, there's quite a lot of history between the two uh, clubs, the two franchises. Which you know, I think it's going to come out, and then like, you know, today and tomorrow, and the build up to it, and um, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think there'll be. I get the feeling there'll be lots of runs, there'll be lots of ups and downs as well. I can see there being lots of swings of fortune as well. But what do you reckon, Alan? Is this this season's World Series set up to be a classic? I think the World Series always must be. I, I so. Somebody on Twitter bemoaning the fact that we're not even getting the best two teams in the in the final, as Dave referred to there, or the World Series. And I think you've got you've got to say that's a bit of nonsense. Um, teams have been good enough to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, we all know the structure of the playoffs, uh, and, and when it gets to seven game championship matches, uh, much as I was disappointed that the Red Sox couldn't overcome the Astros. I think you would have to say you've got two teams that thoroughly deserve to be in the in the World Series game. And I know that there's a lot of people that the haters going to hate, I think, is, a, is, is a, the song. Was it Taylor Swift? Um, a, a lot of people are going to be like that on both sides. But you've got two teams here that have got four World Series between them. Uh, I'm sure most teams with a history out there. I've got something in them that someone's not going to quite like, but they're, they're, they're modern-day clubs. They've they've achieved what they've set out to achieve, and, and now we're set up for a seven-game thrill, 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 thriller, even. Um, of course, you'll be aware um, the, the Tigers didn't play the Braves this year, but they did actually play seven games against the Astros. Uh, so it's almost like a, a replicate of the the World Series. And um, I could do my perennially Scottish thing there and say that, of course, when the when the Astros lift the World Series, <laughs> it, in reality, 
the team who'd have beaten them four one in a true seven game series over this over the season uh, should be the the real world champions. Absolutely, Alan. I like you. I like you straining logic to that extent as well. That's a that's a true sports fan as well. But it's uh, it's certainly something to be proud of, Alan. Regardless of whether it's the Astros who are the stars or not this year, it's been there. Uh, you know, the Tigers really took it to them. Yeah, hundred percent. Oddly, the Tigers swept them in Houston in April, uh, and then they split a series in Detroit. I think that was in uh, August. Uh, so. Overall, 5-2 for the Tigers. Um, Free-scoring Astros as well. We, although the Tigers scored 30 runs against the Astros, 25 of those seven games, and, and 25 of those came in one game. So the, the Tigers actually had a winning record over the whole season against playoff teams. But, but I digress when you talk about the World Series, Richard. You didn't come here. Folks didn't <laughs> tune in to listen to how brilliant uh, the, the good old Tigers were. I have... Pitched in Atlanta, um, if if I can claim any credit for that, I think it was. Um, uh, I struggled to keep up with the the stadiums. We were over at New Year once for uh, a, a wedding, um, and we were flying via Atlanta. Uh, so we the odd story in that there was like snowstorms were forecast uh, and it was like apocalyptic struggling with my words tonight Um, and we were told to go a particular route and we were told to get to Atlanta early and for one of the major cities of the world it was completely bizarre Um, the the place was deserted uh, because they were expecting and and they they thought there would be snowstorms and for us, it was great because we got to drive around the city and do a wee bit of sports tourism. So we ended up down, I think it's Turner Field, uh, which uh, was the Braves' old home. And there was a smattering of snow, uh, not what we would have called in uh, in Scotland a snowstorm. And if I went to the curbstones, I was able to scoop up enough to make the odd snowball uh, and pitch it outside the gates of Turner Field. Uh, in, in the massive baseball car park. Um, it, it was an interesting one. that The Turner Field was built for the Olympics in 96. I think it was 96. Uh, and I believe uh, there was markers for a previous baseball stadium, which was presumably the one they played in before they built the one for the, the Olympics there as well. So, um, no, it was, it was good. It, it, it was good to do that. We also went on and saw, I think, the new NFL stadium, and we, we parked outside there. Bear, bear in mind, we've turned up four or five hours early for the flight because we were told the weather was going to be so bad. So we went to see the NFL stadium, and I, I was um, accosted in a very friendly fashion by the local constabulary who wondered what I was doing out in such unsafe conditions as, as I wandered around in merely a sweater waiting for the snow to fall. Uh, and I pointed out I was just looking to get some photos of the stadium. So uh, they, they might not have encountered somebody as hardy as, as myself before. But uh, that's, so, you, that's you being a hardy Highlander. You always don't get too many hardy Highlanders in, in Atlanta, Alan. One thing you didn't tell us, though, that snowball you were pitching, was it was it your two-seam fastball, Alan? Was that a change-up? What were, you, what were you throwing there with that one? I, I can only throw a fastball, Richard, and a fast snowball as well. It disintegrates before it even gets to the uh, the, the bat. 
Uh, if it's not a contradiction terms, there's obviously some heat to your snowball fastballs there, uh, Alan. But no, Atlanta's an, an American city I've not been to, but I'd very much like to get to, Alan. And I, and I understand that it's been one of the fastest growing cities in America for much of the past few decades as well. Yeah, yeah, give it a go. I've never, I've never properly holidayed in Atlanta. We've uh, f- flown in and out a few times, so you've done the the twenty four hours thing. Um, we we've been to the the aquarium with the kids. Uh, it's the world's largest aquarium, uh, interestingly enough, uh, and the Coca Cola factory uh, uh, because Coca Cola and Pepsi are both uh, from the south, um, and obviously people will know why. People might know why the why the, the these fizzy enjoyable drinks were created in that environment as well. So, uh, a city it will be. I would hope in the future maybe to spend the odd few days because it's a it's a decent hub for uh, British folk getting into the into the southern states if you're going to the Carolinas or, or Georgia. So, um, well well worth giving it a go. Uh, next big city. Uh, Still have the signs, and I guess you would not have them. Still got the signs downtown for the the Olympic Park. Um, uh, now, just looked look, looked an interesting place to go to. And as I say, they've got the Falcons, the NFL team, obviously the Braves. Do they have a Do they have a basketball or a hockey team? I always think hockey's a bit incongruous in the southern states, but yeah. Well, Atlanta did. They don't have the. Hawks, well, am I making that? Oh, I could be completely wrong. Let me see yeah. what Atlanta's basketball yeah. team is. But I've got that lodged somewhere in the recesses of my brain. But well, that's the actual answer. Could be a very different question. Uh, yeah. I actually think Atlanta and Houston are two of the fastest growing cities in America for the last few years. And I wonder if it's right. part of a wider, a wider kind of cultural and power shift away from the traditional East as well, Dave Ince. Because you look at, like, you know, this is Houston and, and Atlanta this time. We've had Tampa and recent World Series, obviously the Dodgers, etc., and stuff like that as well. That maybe baseball's power center has shifted a little bit south and west as well in recent times. Yeah, I think it's it's fair enough, isn't it? So it's where a lot of the players come from. You look at you know many of them are from California and Texas, aren't they? I think uh, I remember you uh, putting forward a revelation quite recently about um, the New York Yankees and they just fielded, you know, in about 100 years of the history, the first player from from the Bronx. So, yeah, the, you know, the traditional team started off in, in the East is where all the big major cities were, you know. Um, but a lot of the players, they come from all over America, don't they? So I think it's a, a good thing to see expanding. You know, I do support, uh, um, you know, one of, one of the, one of the old... Uh, East Coast teams, but um, uh, you know, it's, it's all good, isn't it? 30, there's 30 teams now, used to, you know, twice as many as there used to be. You can't say it's not better than it's ever been, you know. It's been a great series, a great season. And uh, just picking up from what Alan was saying about people posting, um, you know, potentially disappointment or criticism about it's not the two top teams well uh, sport you know it's got to have an element of uh, of that in it for me um the Braves are again I was sort of um, reading up about this last couple of days the Braves record was 88 and 73 so um they and they didn't actually 
post a winning record. Uh, must have had a you know a poor start to the season until the sixth of August. Right. Right. So right until the sixth of August, they were losing more games than they had won, and that is the latest date for a team who eventually has reached the World Series in MLB history to go over five hundred. But you know that says to me that you know it's a long season, 162. Quite often, I've seen this happen before. But with with, with Boston, they get off to a flying start, and then uh, the season can catch up with you. It's a difficult. We talked about this before. It's a difficult game to win, and uh, Dave, Dave Skelton has said the same thing. It, it's amazing how you know you get one team like the Orioles can sweep um, the Tampa Bay Rays and. Uh, you know, they're bottom of the league and they're top. It doesn't, in three games, it doesn't happen so much in in football. But that's why they play 162 games. So you can, you know, it can iron out all the, uh, you, you know, the sort of um, streaks that can happen in, in sports. And then you have the playoffs. The regular season is finished. And then it's, uh, you know, it's a knockout format. It's uh, five and seven games. And the best teams should be able to do that and adapt to what is, you know, playoff baseball. It's slightly different than it. Everything's on the line. You know, the managers will try everything. They'll push their starting pitchers. They might not get five full days rest. You know, they might bump manufacturer runs, steal bases, steal home. It's um, exciting. You've got to be able to do all these things. And, you know, rarely does a, you know, if ever, a bad team wins the World Series. So, um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm quite happy to see uh, the, the the Braves uh, make a run for the for the final, and I'm hoping we'll see just how good they are. I think it's a great point as well, Dave, about the you know the length of the season ultimately ensuring a true. Reflection, and even once you get into the postseason, all right, you're playing five games first of all in the series, but that's still enough to make up for a bad day at the office, to make up for a fluke night where nothing goes right for you, everything goes right for our team, a, a best of five series, and obviously even more so a best of seven series. You do have the chance, as unfortunately in your case, the Astros proved that you can rebound from, you know, you can find a way to change your fortune, you can find a way to start winning again and to, to to shut out, you know, the other team and, and get your guys, your big bats firing. So I love that about baseball. Yes, you can get surprising World Series participants, but they've got there by earning it. You can't get there without earning it. And that might mean earning it by scraping through the regular season. But then you have to perform over a five-game series, a seven-game series. Nobody, uh, no, no lucky team ever reached the World Series, I don't think. No, I totally agree. It's set up. It's set up this way, isn't it? You know, I mean, they don't do things by halves in in America, and it's all worked. It's all worked out, and I think it's a fantastic format. You know, I'm sorry to see it go, but I have to say that the the Inns household is uh, gradually turning from <laughs> Boston Red Sox. The color scheme is going from sort of navy, <laughs> red and navy blue. To black to the black and gold of Boston Bruins as uh, <laughs> uh, um uh, got the you know as I had the MLB 
subscription now. Uh, um, Lorraine's got the NHL one, and you know we've got live games going on uh, from the from from the. It's not still the garden, is it, in Boston? But yeah, so I can testify the cap was been worn last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one there. So right. the, the right. comment I would make about the the seven. So you all, we always try and sort of think of other sports to maybe try and make this understand easier to understand for people. But probably tennis is the obvious one when you look at the men's regular tour. They're playing three set matches, uh, and you'll get you'll get a variety of winners. And yeah, the big names don't always turn up for every event. But three sets, you you very rarely get the shocks in the set in the five set matches. And that's why when you look at the dominance of three or four players in men's tennis over the last 15, 20 years, it's because they are the best. They've always come out on top. These guys can be 2-0 down, much like the Astros were to the Red Sox last week. But you don't, you never doubted that Djokovic or Federer or Nadal or Murray, these guys were ever going to come back from that because they just need to win one. They've then got the momentum and they've got the physical strength. So baseball, when you're looking at your starting pitchers, is, is not dissimilar to that. So that's that's maybe highlighted here, here to me. And just very quickly, a, a tip of the cap as well to you, Richard, is the, the Atlanta Hawks, the, the NBA team. Uh, and of course, the there's an MLS team, the Atlanta United, which I believe might be where the Aberdeen chairman might have come right. from, the kind of Aberdeen chairman. Uh, but I checked their roster. There is a player on the roster of the Atlanta United who has played a US international who has played for both Rangers and Hibs, which might be of interest to two thirds of the conversation here. US international. US international, just in Hibs. How recent? I think it wasn't that far long ago. Um, a defender, Alan? Uh, let me, he's disappeared from my wee list here. Oh, by the way, Alan, in, ter- in terms of the Hawks, a uh, pigeon always has to know where the Hawks are, so you shouldn't have doubted that. We'd know where that <laughs> well done. Yeah, so Emerson Hindman. Um, oh, midfielder. Yep. Midfielder. He, he played for both. He was at Bournemouth, was it? And he came on, on loan to Rangers and Hibs. Uh, uh, Rangers one season, then and Hibs a couple of seasons later. So, yeah, he's. He's back. He's he's actually from Texas. Um, uh, oh, he's in Dallas, so I guess might not be an Astros man. But uh, yeah, he's he's back in the states now, playing for Atlanta United. Uh, seems to be a, a regular there as well. So there we go. Oh, always like a nice bit of football trivia there, Alan. So thank yep. you very much, very much for that. Tell you one thing I noticed, Dave, and when the Red Sox took on the Astros was. It felt like the tide turned when the Astros started playing really smart baseball. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems to after the notion that teams don't at this level don't play smart baseball, but they were they started stealing bases really effectively. Yeah. And actually, this has been the postseason. I don't know if it's a record, but there have been 42 to date, there have been 42 attempts to steal a base in the postseason. Let's see if you can guess closest how many of those have been successful. So 42 attempts to steal a base prior to the World Series. Right. 
I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised that um, it's happening more in 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 the postseason. You know, as I was saying earlier, everything's on the line, isn't it? And that's when they try something different, and you'll see, especially late on in the game, or in a, in a low-scoring game, maybe early on, they'll put on a, a pinch runner. Someone, if someone's on the first base or second base, to move them over just one out. And then, you know, a, a bunt or a sacrifice file game home. And uh, it makes all the difference because, you know, especially in a deciding game, there's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's win or go home. So the, the, you know, they will try all the old tricks. And, yeah, I, I have a feeling that Boston are probably, you know, I, I haven't looked at the numbers for this, but I, I can't think of any, they have no real... Um, base dealers in, in their lineup. I think that one of the young lads who came through, um, Jared uh, Duran, he uh, who sort of faded away really and didn't feature in the postseason, he's got fantastic speed. If they could just get his bats and his de- defence going, then I, I think that's something missing from the game. And I would, to- I would totally agree with that. I think you need... And for the playoffs to win the World Series, you need an all-round game. You need to be able to do everything, and uh, that comes down to pitching as well, uh, starting pitching, relief, um, cl- a closer, good closer, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's where he goes. You know, they'll have to have to look at it. It's not so relevant during the one sixty-two game season that you won't see so many. Um, risks being taken as such, they'll just take the win or the defeat on the chin. But, um, you know, when it really matters, yeah, they'll try stuff. Absolutely. And in many ways, that was genius for the Astros because they didn't steal many bases during the regular season. They had the four fewest stealing attempts in the regular season. So Boston, presumably, yeah, Boston presumably just weren't expecting it. You know, it's a complete, pardon the pun, but it's a complete curveball. You think you're up yeah. against a team that isn't afraid and stealing, and then suddenly they're stealing really aggressively, and that yeah. changes your mindset as well. Uh, I don't know what the um, I don't know what the catchers like. It, you know, some catchers are better than others, and some pitches are depending on their wind up are sort of easier or more difficult to steal bases off. You know, so and, it, and the shift is different as well because if you've got the shift in, in action, then uh, the players are not in their usual positions are they near near the bases. So, um, yeah, Absolutely. it probably was um, some smart, uh, aggressive uh, tactics from from Houston. And they backed it up with the, the starting pitching, the hitting, and uh, their all-round games. So you have to say they deserve to be there. Mm. You know, being the AL team, I think I probably will support them. I'm quite happy. I'm nothing against the Braves. But, you know, I think I think they might do it. I think it might be close. I mean, I don't know whether it's prediction time or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I could see it being 4-3, you know, going the full full seven games to... Well, let, let, let's keep it on deck. Let's keep you on deck for the final predictions, Dave. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, but, but firstly, yeah. Alan, would you like to have a stab at 42 attempts to steal yeah. a base? In postseason play, how many of them were successful? Yeah, I was trying to think that. Um, although I'm a stats and a numbers man, I, I have no idea what the normal successful percentage of stealing a base is. 
I was well aware, I think because Dave might have explained it before, you'll see more attempts at stealing base. I think when they go to steal base, they generally have a pretty good idea that they're going to be successful. Um, a, a, I guess in the World Series you're doing it, it's more of a one-off. It, it's it's a key moment if you can do it. Uh, I, I'm going to go slightly over half, Richard, and say 24. Okay, you're going for 24 out of 42. Yorkshire, Dave? I definitely would go higher than that. You know, I, I think it's going to be over over two thirds. What's that? Yeah, forty two, treble fourteen, and it's that's um, that's on the door. and that's. But yeah, I would I'll put it in the thirties. I don't think they're going to go unless they're pretty much sure. Okay. Okay. Well, what's what's a darts number then? You've said the thirties. Give us a a darts total. What would it be? Would it be a double sixteen? A double seventeen? Yeah, well, that's the ideal finish. Let's go double 16. I wouldn't be surprised more, but 32. Excellent. Okay, you've gone for 32, double 16. Well, actually, it would be right at the bottom of the board, actually. It would be slightly to the left of the very bottom, if my memory of the darts board. 38. 38. Yeah, double 19. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty sure that they don't send them unless they've... Uh, you know, they're not just going on a whim, are they? There's uh, the third base coach, the first base coach there, the signals from from the bench. They know what the catcher is like in terms of his throwing ability to second. So, yeah, it doesn't actually surprise me, actually, Richard. That's an amazing stat, actually. For only four didn't make it. Yep. And, and one of those was actually the the Tampa, it was the Rays outfielder, Manuel Margot, and he did actually make it, but he actually slid too far. He overslid the bag, which was how he was out. Yeah. So actually he'd been, you know, so really it could easily have been 39, but that isn't a single dark finishing dart, so we're glad it, glad it's stuck in 38 for, uh, for a nice bit of neatness there as well. So I think we'll see stolen bases. I always love to see a bunt. One of these wee baseball things I just yeah. like seeing. I'm hoping to see a bunt or two at some point. But uh, I think we'll see just some really, really exciting baseball. But you know what? It's time to put our own reputations on the line, such as what we've got left of our reputations. Uh, I'm happy to kick off with my prediction. If you guys are okay for me to kick off first. Go for it. Uh, okay, then. I think we're in for an absolute cracker of a World Series. And I think that the Astros will win it 4-2. I think they'll win it in six games. I think there'll be close games and plenty of scoring, plenty of steals, plenty of really exciting baseball action, which is what we, what we all want, regardless of whether you're an Astros or a Braves fan or the Mariners, the Red Sox, White Sox, or the Tigers. That's what we all want to see. So I'm going for the Astros to do it again, to cement their place as one of the, the great teams of the modern era, which I think they can legitimately claim if they get another World Series on the board this time. So over to you, Alan. I've, I've pinned my colours to the mast and it's the Astro Shades I'm going for. I'm, I might get my, my explanation this slightly wrong, but I'm fairly sure that Dave is going to follow you in tipping the Astros to win the World Series. So uh, much as we are very grateful to Rob and we've followed the progress of the Astros on, on the bullpen, almost as our surrogate fifth team there um, I'd like a little bit of banter in our Scots heard around the world WhatsApp chat group so I'm going to go for the Braves 
Uh, and on my theory of this being the two top teams in baseball who will give us a classic World Series, it will go to seven games. So obviously a 4-3 win for the Braves. And I will be back in the South sometime soon to pitch some more snowball fastballs for them. Excellent. That sounds good, Alan. That's certainly something to look forward to. Yorkshire Dave Allen's made some good points there in support of the Atlanta Braves. Now, you are our most kind of experienced baseball watcher. And I know you did say to me off air before we recorded today that you were really finding it tough. You, you eventually came down the side of the Astros, but you, you, you've always seen a lot to admire in the Atlanta Braves. And you think they've got a real, a real good chance to, to, to claim the World Series. Well, there's there's quite a lot I like about the Braves. I really do like Freddie Freeman. I was got you know I think he's a great first baseman, great character, great for the game. But to say he's been with the um, Braves since 2010, and you know it'd be a great story if um, if if they win it for him. Uh, I was going through each position. I think I was reading the MLB article that was sort of comparing the two to see where the edge was. And funnily enough, you know, when we were talking about potentially looking at our, maybe we'll do that in another episode, look at our own all-star team, if you like. And second baseman, I've, you know, I've always liked Jose Altuve of Houston, um, but the second baseman for the Braves, Jose Albis, is absolutely fantastic. And uh, again, I was reading like... uh, you know that you know these days in sport they're all giants, aren't they? Six foot, what is it? Aaron Judge six foot eight or something, and the the pitchers are all six foot six and this that and the other. Um, these two guys, Jose Albies is five foot eight, and Altuve is five foot six, and they're both absolutely brilliant defensively and power hitters. You know <laughs> they can really hit it at the ground. So let's hear it for. For the wee guy, uh, you know, you sort of you can go through. Um, I think hitting wise, the the um, the uh, Houston might have the edge, but they won't have the DH in um, in Atlanta, will they? And I think that does make a difference. Um, the Braves have got three really good starting pitchers. Um, is it Max Max Fried? Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, who I think might start game one. And, uh, you know, um, I was really tempted to to go with um, the Braves. Ultimately, though, um, especially seeing what they did to, to my uh, Boston Red Sox, I think it will go to the last game. And, you know, I think that will mean they're back at... Uh, they start off in Houston. They should have checked that, shouldn't they? Really? So they do. They do start off in, in Houston there, Dave. And I, I wonder if that's a help for the slight edge to the Astros. Well, obviously a chance to get a couple of wins in the board. Yeah. But even if they split that series, they've already had to be a comeback team yeah. because they turned it around at Fenway. Exactly. So, and the last two games will be at, at Houston. So I think it will go to that. And um, yeah, I think they will just make it four three. In a classic, full classic. Thanks for that, Yorkshire Dave. Now, your near namesake, Dave Jr., couldn't be with us tonight, but the bullpen never never works quite as well without our full complement. So, 
Dave Junior's kindly taking the time to send in his thoughts on the upcoming World Series, and there's some really great insights in here. Good evening, everyone. I join you tonight in spirit, as I am not able to catch up with the gents uh, online tonight, which is a shame. Um, but I was asked to put together my uh, my thoughts, my, my guesswork for the World Series coming up. So, you know, one half... A bit like Dave's Boston, we faced the Astros this year and they're, they're quite the force. Uh, I was really not looking forward to playing them at all in, in the postseason and it turned out, turned out that way for the White Sox. Uh, and ultimately, both sets of socks, uh, odd socks, have been knocked out by the Astros this year. So I think that within the bullpen, it really leaves a strong, um, a strong lingering feeling that the Astros are, are quite the team, which may uh, lead to, to how I feel this, this series plays out. Uh, you look across the Astros team as a whole, uh, you look at guys like Altuve, Correa, uh, Brantley Jr., uh, and Kyle Tucker, who I mentioned in the last series. Um, but out with those guys, uh, I've got to say, I really think that the pitching staff has, has played well when they have to. Um, but again, out, the star... Um, for me, uh, they might just take the MVP crown uh, for the World Series is Alvarez. Uh, he's, I think he's just come on to a fantastic game. He is on fire and I think that if the Astros do take the World Series, uh, it'll be in no small part to to him. Um, I, I don't know too much about the Braves this year. Uh, we tend to focus quite a lot on the American League. Um, but again, when you look at how they've done, they are not to be counted out. So I know that um, Alan has put forward the Braves as, as his pick. Uh, and again, you look at the record for the year, and it was the lowest, not just of the three league winners for the National League, but even including um, the Dodgers. Um, you look across those four teams that qualified for the postseason, and yeah, it's, it's quite the um, quite the effort to get past those teams. So you you cannot write them out, so you cannot write them off at all, uh, and they're going to be a force. And for, for that reason, I do think it'll be a really, really close series. Um, I, I do think that the bats of Houston will bring it home. I think they've just got the edge there um, when it comes down to it, and I'm taking the Astros to win um, in six, taking them to win 4-2 uh, and to win it back in Houston itself. I just think the, they're such a professional outfit. They do all the small things right. They've been there before. They've done it. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the lead up to to taking on Boston, it, it was mentioned that they, they'd made the ALCS five years running, which just shows you that it's a, an experienced team. It's a talented team. Uh, it's an excellent team. And I think that is your World Series winners in waiting. So there you have it. The bullpen bros by 3-1 to one, are favouring the Astros to win it all. Alan, do you have anything else you'd like to add on the World Series? No. <laughs> That's nice and succinct. Nice and, nice and short and, and sharp. Yeah, Alan. Would, you me up, were you teeing me up for something there? No, I just I, I just can't get enough of your wit, wit and wisdom, Alan. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, no, fantastic. Man. Well, we'll just... For all everyone listening out there, just enjoy the World Series. Try and catch it if you can, any way you can. Uh, it is one of the sports. It's one of sports great, great contests. It really is. It lives up to its billing every year, and we certainly can't wait for it to for that first pitch to be thrown. 
Now, just beyond the World Series, if there's such a thing, I was uh, pleased to see Ken Griffey Jr., obviously my all-time favourite mariner, uh, being announced as having been part of the ownership group or becoming part of the ownership group of the Mariners and being part of that franchise and able to help shape the future of the franchise. And it's an exciting time. Good young team, kind of overachieved this season and got more to look forward to in years to come. But bringing back a legend like Ken Griffey Jr. and bringing them into a real position of power within the boardroom, that sounds like a smart move to you guys. I, th- I think the fans will always like something like that. And I think a guy who's got experience off the game, played at a level and has continued uh, with, with that involvement as well, it's, it's, it's got to be good. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a great move. He's, you know, a very likeable, brilliant player who just made things happen. And, you know, his father as well, you know, we talked about this before, that game in the early 90s when they didn't they hit back-to-back home runs. So, you know, he's not just a great player. He's just one of these guys. And every sport has them, doesn't they? But somehow or other, they make incredible things happen that just, uh, you know, defy normal <laughs> sports uh, sports events. And, uh, you know, I think he can bring a lot to uh, a franchise that's going places, isn't it? You could see that, you know, we're so close to making the the wild card game with a fantastic run at the end where they got some great players and, you know, that really well-run club, a little bit probably like the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays in some respects. I think, aren't they? They haven't got the biggest budget, but they, they seem to know what they're doing and got a plan. And, um, yeah, even at the trade deadline, didn't they? You know, they, they traded a few guys away and we were all scratching our heads looking at some of our fantasy players, one of some of the early pictures. But they actually improved. And, uh, you know, that says a lot about the organisation and the, the management and the coaching staff. So, yeah, look look out for them next year. Now, there can only be one winner of the World Series, but it's... Uh, but the Astros and the Braves, regardless of what happens over the next seven games, have helped make this a, a fantastic 2021 baseball team. As has every team from Toronto to Tampa. It's been a fantastic season. And don't worry, the Highland bullpen will be back after the World Series, where we'll we'll look back on some of the kind of highlights, the great moments of this season, and look ahead to the, the coming baseball uh, season. But also, we'll talk a bit more about some other sports. You know, we'll broaden out a bit. We'll talk a bit about... Boxing, American football, we'll, we'll talk about ice hockey. We definitely can do with hearing a bit more about Boston on the ice as well, I think, Yorkshire Dave. But until then, have a fantastic week. Enjoy the World Series. Let's hope for a fantastic fall classic. Until next time, this has been the Highland Bullpen. Take care.